As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, everybody. You are listening to The Beat, podcast from The Athletic. I'm Brendan Quinn, here with Nick Baumgartner. You are really juiced neither up, of us, man. <laughs> neither of us want to turn to look away from our computers and look at our respective televisions to see what is going on. It is currently 20 after 2 on Wednesday, January 6th. And you know, Nick, I feel like there's a chance uh, that if people listen to this podcast a day from now, 10 days from now, a year from now, they're going to be like, January 6th, Why is that 2021 <laughs> at 2.20 in the afternoon. I know what was happening at that time. So uh, dem- shit's getting weird. But we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're just going <laughs> to sit here and talk about some, uh, some football, I guess. I don't know. There's really not much to talk about. And that is kind of the thing we're going to talk about. You're in this, you and Austin Meek. Bless your souls are in this uh, very strange situation of a persistent holding pattern of yeah, when, something like that, and not as much as if anymore. It seems like that's probably my read on things with with Harbaugh, his extension. Um, our Bruce Feldman put it out there, 2026 is the likely extension. Um, I don't know, man. You're just kind of in that weird. A uh, spot that no one in our jobs is ever envious of anyone being in. Uh, yeah, it's like the worst uh, scenario, right? Like on uh, with the Lions too, actually, and they're in the middle of the uh, all the NFL is a little easier to navigate. But mm-hmm. no, I mean we did the Harbaugh search once, right? You remember that from uh, twenty sure. whatever year that was, where it took a month, uh, if if I can remind people, a full month. Uh, but no, I think that in this situation, um, what you've seen is a lot of people in a lot of places who don't know what's happening and are guessing. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> they're guessing. I think I, I see a lot of guessing. I see a lot of people that are trying to make assumptions and try to connect dots in some ways that probably aren't worth the time to try to connect them. But in some ways you can understand why 
um, you know, there's apprehension because this is Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, Bruce wrote or, you know, was told uh, over the weekend that he, you know, that this was a situation, you know, obviously the 2026 date. I don't know if that's actually what it is. I've heard a couple different dates, actually, that there were a few different scenarios that were laid out, 2025, 2026. uh, I'm not sure which one it was. By the way, the prevailing notion for some time here, for at least a week, maybe longer, has been that it was probable um, that Jim Harbaugh would be back at Michigan and sign this extension, that the basic parameters, uh, with with some exception, were agreed to. There were some things that I was told over the weekend that still needed to be ironed out, but none of those were uh, what should be considered roadblocks, but there were still some details of the contract needed to be finalized before he could sign it. And then, of course, also there's the, you know, just the notion of uh, people wondering if he's taking this time to, you know, further survey the NFL landscape, which I would say this. I think he has probably taken more time over the last uh, month to survey the NFL landscape than he probably has at any in any of the months or whatever of his previous you know years here combined. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say that I would call it an active pursuit of jobs. Uh, I don't know if I could say that it is his like preference because I don't know if anybody knows that other than him. And I think that that's right. sort of the thing here in that when you're hearing people report a source tells me Jim Harbaugh's preference is, I got to tell you, I question that because I don't know that mm-hmm. many people who know what Jim Harbaugh's preference is because he doesn't tell anybody, uh, you know, and that's the situation. I mean, and when I say anybody, I mean, I mean it. And I've said this a thousand times and you can, people can believe whatever they want, I guess, at the end of the day, but like family members don't know what he's thinking. Okay. Like that's a situation that happens with this guy. So Done equals signed, and it hasn't been signed. I mean, it could be signed any minute right now, for all I know. I mean, you know, uh, I have been working under the thought that it was, you know, Michigan's preference, at least in the last week or two, that this doesn't go on beyond, you know, the start of next week, which would be the championship game, the end of the season, and then you start a new, you know, to the next season, and then it'll be resolved. But I can't promise you that it will be. So um, I just, I don't know. I mean, he's back in town. I know that. Uh, He was in San Diego uh, with family over the holiday. He is back now. Now, I think a lot of the coaches are in the dark on this, but I think some aren't. I think some have been, you know, again, I think he's indicated to a lot of people that it was his, it was his preference to come back here, but you know, it hasn't been signed yet. So, you know, we'll see how much longer it goes. Quick question. Are you wearing a mock neck? No, I'm wearing like a long sleeve thing. It just has a <laughs> hood and it has a, oh, it's a, hood. a large neck. Yeah. From the lighting from where I was sitting, Sorry where I'm that. sitting, it looked like you were wearing a mock neck. No, and I was, a hood. Nick, I got to tell you, I was really thrown it's off. It's like a spandex, <laughs> or I don't know what this would be called, but you know, okay. not, you know, something like that. <laughs> not a mock neck, no. Not a turtleneck. Are you, are you going to regain yourself here so we can go on? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, okay. So when you're in this, let's talk about it from, from the, the hardball program perspective, when you're in this kind of weird, middle ground like is there anything that can be accomplished or is everyone just kind of sitting around waiting for the next thing to happen right because you're past signing day there's more recruiting to be done Michigan's waiting for him to to, to sign it I mean that's Mm -hmm. I mean look this is a situation that again we've talked about this a bunch it it never 
it, it never needed to get to this. Like this was always uh-huh. going to be how it went. If you allow, and that's why we've said this for all these years. If you let Jim Harbaugh go to the eleventh hour on something, he's gonna go to the eleventh hour, and and he is not going to operate in his like thought process as fast as you want him to in the eleventh hour. He's not. He's going to take longer to decide things. Again, he doesn't have an agent. There's no agent here that's operating for him. Does he have people that can give him information about NFL situations and NFL jobs? He does. He has people that can give him that information, but does he have people that are negotiating these things for him? No. To my knowledge, no. So on the NFL side, I think that you could that could maybe be subjective sometimes, and you know, maybe somebody thinks that they're doing some negotiating for him. In reality, they're not. I don't know. But in terms of this one here with Michigan, I mean, he's going over uh, a new deal that was presented to him that, as we've said, uh, likely for less money, likely not the deal that, you know, he had the same one, all these things. And I think also the the topic of whether or not, you know, it's clear that they want him here long term has, I think, been a a thing in the middle of this the whole time where it's like it, it has felt like for a long time now that both parties are weighing um, two options, and neither of which are ideal. And that is what this is to me, that neither side has been able to convince the other that it is ideal <laughs> necessarily that what they're trying to do going forward. And I, I don't know if either side is 1,000% confident that what they're, what they're trying to get done is the 100% right thing to get done. But I think also it's like it's a pandemic. It, it was a weird year. It's a weird situation with the deal. You want to get some resolution so you can move forward and keep yourself in position to sort of look at everything as it comes, but it's got to get done here. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I mean, you've got to move forward and, and keep going. You can't just continue to live in your own mind and ignore what happens outside of your own mind. And I think sometimes Jim Harbaugh, gets, I mean, wow, that let's just, he gets caught in that sometimes. We can, we can put that, put that on anything. And you could, but you, but you know what I'm saying? You can't <laughs> just ignore all, you know, yeah. Right. January 6, 2021. You can't ignore everything. I mean, it can't just go on like that forever. And you can't just say everyone has to go on my time. I mean, there's recruiting, there's staffing, there's, you know, changes, these types of things. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that much longer. I don't. I don't know that for sure. And I and I tried my best to not run around acting like I do know, because I think a lot of people have tried yeah. to do that. And it's caused a lot of confusion yeah. for a lot of people. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Any any chance of because you know I mean I'm in doing basketball and blah 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 and I'm kind of just watching this thing with one eye and uh, I have wondered though if there's still the the curveball possibility of the eleventh hour here comes a job offer from insert sure. whatever NFL team like are you still kind of prepared for that to yeah oh yeah I potentially I would never itself? and that's why I said. What I like when Bruce wrote what he wrote about optimism, I, I mean, again, that's subjective. With me, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that Bruce what Bruce wrote is wrong or anything like that at all. Obviously not. Right. I mean, it's his, it's Bruce. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing. 
But like, you know, Harbaugh is an unpredictable person. He is not a predictable person. He's not. He's he's like an eight out of ten guy, is what I like to say, right? Where eight of ten times, the eight times he does exactly if you've gotten to know sort of how he goes about things, eight to ten times he does what you think he's gonna do. It takes a lot longer. And a lot of times you change your mind four or five different times along the way because he's usually pretty deliberate about that sort of thing. But there's there's always the two in there <clears throat> that seem to hang that he does something that's completely – that just blows you – you know, like what, what just happened here? And yeah. so those things stick in stick inside your mind. I think a lot of people – for a lot of people, that's probably the case because it, I think a lot of people right now are, are hearkening back to what it was like if you remember, you know, that month of December and in, in, uh, maybe even some of November in 2014 – where everyone in the world thought they had an idea of what Jim Harbaugh was doing, and it was proven that no one, and I mean no one, had an idea of what he was doing. All of those reports, all that reporting was wrong for weeks. Remember, we saw all this for weeks. Yeah. And I think people were left, you know, sort of chasing guesses, people's opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a source might be trustworthy in one sense, but and they want to try to put in the strike zone for it. They don't, they don't really know if somebody talks out of turn. I don't know how all that stuff happens, but um, he just doesn't talk to people. He's not a, he's not like one of these coaches in a lot of ways. It's like Beeline, right? Like Beeline was a coach that for years and years and years kept to his, kept to himself, right. In his own circle. He didn't have a bunch of coaches that he talked shop with or a bunch of people that he, whatever. Harbaugh's very much the same way in ended to a more extreme. He just doesn't, he doesn't share his, you know, where I'm leaning with anybody. He just right, doesn't do it. Right. So while there's this, I don't know, waiting game of how this is going to play out, do you think there should be any reasonable concern that, you know, they do have a defensive coordinator opening um, or position open and uh, there's other places going to be looking to make moves. Um, you know, you could – the same way a, a program can miss out on head coaching candidates, you can miss out on some pretty good defensive coordinator uh, right. candidates. Um, yeah, no I one's taking that job until you sign the contract. Like that's what I'm. Right. That's what I'm saying. You can right. you can tell people. I'm sure, he's vetting people and they're doing all the due yeah, diligence yes, right now. That's happening. Like you, but, and again, the, but if you have a contract in front of you, no one's signing that shit. That's happening. And again, I. I would suggest that that's happening and it should tell you that it's probable that, that he'll be back. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I mean, it's, this is black Monday was Monday. It's the, it's firing week in the NFL. This is the week that everything goes haywire. So if you, it would stand to reason that if you're trying to put yourself in a situation where all of your options are clear and you want to make sure that all those options have been explored, this would be the week to explore them. So mm-hmm. you let him get this far. You didn't have to. So if you're Michigan, I think that Michigan tried to operate this entire situation with walls in Jim's court. It's up to him. At some point, you have to make it be up to him, and it has. They haven't. So like, they're going to have to just ride it out. I don't think Ward Manuel's freaking out about this the way that some people are. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, I haven't been told that that's the case. So. I, I think a lot of the nervousness that, or I don't even know if that's the right word. I think a lot of people are hoping that he leaves, but like, I think a lot of the uncertainty right. um, is understandable, but I don't know if all of it, all of it is quite warranted. I would say, I think some of it's understandable. I don't know if all of it is, is warranted as some maybe believe right now. We'll see. So I what, mean, it's, uh, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to predict. 
we like we like to talk about the job on this show uh you know i've had i've only done one coaching search oh my God. is that right Don't, you know man one one yeah one because i came in many... right after Conzo Conzo got hired in tennessee and when i was in philly all those years uh i think there might have been one coaching change a pen but who gives a shit um i just one so yeah one <laughs> And that was pretty quick. That was what two weeks. That was the fastest one I've ever covered. Yeah, that ward that ward sealed Juana, right? Yes, maybe less than two weeks. Now that I think of it. Um, so when you're in this kind of like, but this is the opposite of a head coaching search. Yeah, well, it's kind it's, of you know, yeah, exactly. It's a guy is there, and it's, it's a contract what's going to happen. It's a contract, yeah. Right. So, um, what a uh, like to kind of pull people behind the curtain a little bit, right. Uh, of what it's like doing a job in this. Like this is where you got to kind of uh, thread that needle of how many times you can ask certain yeah. sources, right. certain things, because if it ends up, you're just going every yeah, day every and nothing's happening. Right. Now you wear someone out. Now you lose that source. Now yeah. it's, you know, you're back at, at, at the starting game. So uh, how do you play a, a, a situation like this? I think that, you know, you have to understand, the person that you're dealing with, or at least it helps to. Um, and the person that, when I say that you're dealing with the person who's at the center of the whole thing, and in this case, it's mm -hmm. Harbaugh. So you have to understand sort of his processes and his, the way he operates. And I think that a lot of times what we see nowadays is there's so many people with voices and access to things, not access, I shouldn't say that's the wrong word. There's so many people with voices and access to Twitter, I guess, or social media or a website or whatever. And, People speculate a lot. People guess a lot. People talk a lot. They try to predict, and sometimes I think that gets you know that gets tangled and twisted up with what others believe to be factual. And I mean, look, man, you look around. Look how much stuff that we see every day that is just complete and total fucking nonsense. Just complete mm -hmm. and total nonsense that people put out there that you know is just completely insane. So at this point in 2020. A lot of, and it's really been this way for the last couple of years. A lot of what you're doing with coaching searches now, from our standpoint, is is you're trying to just keep them in the strike zone. You're trying to keep them. You're trying right. to keep it to where you're like, this is what's happening, and nothing else. I'm not going to speculate on you know what I think, one uh, on this or that or whatever. If I don't know it, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do that because there's too much stuff flying around. And you know, really, right now, a lot of it is is, is trying to keep it, you know, right in the middle because. It can get off of that track uh, as, as best as you know. And also, you know, like you said, I mean, there's behind the scene, behind the scenes things. I, I would tell you this too. There's only so many people that are really going to have actual information on a topic like this. Right. There are not, there are not 20 people who know what Jim Harbaugh is going to do. Okay. There are not, mm -hmm. there's not 10. There's probably not five. <laughs> if I'm being like fully honest, it's probably not five. There might only be one and it might just be him. But that's sort of the, the point, right? And that's often the case with most of these uh, is that there aren't 50 people who know what's going to happen. So a lot of times when you see 70 people running around with different kinds of information, I mean, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, is, are they just making this up? Are they guessing? Are they get, did they get led down the wrong road by someone? You know, that sort of thing happens too. So it's just, it's a hectic deal, but I feel like that's, They've been some. Maybe they've become a little more easier to manage for me because I've done a bunch of them. But I also feel like some of it is that 
there's so much stuff now that the primary focus of it, I feel like for our purposes is just to keep it on the tracks and be like, when it's mm-hmm. over, it's over. <laughs> you know, we'll let you know when it happens, but I, you're not, you know, it's uh, they're challenging, but in some ways I think even covering these have changed or, you know, as compared to maybe five, 10 years ago. So just for the sake of covering our, our asses, um, if, you know, within 24 hours of this podcast posting, yeah, he could have signed it right Harbaugh, now. Harbaugh I mean, signs. Yeah, exactly. We're sitting here, exactly. Right? I, I said to Nick earlier, like if if uh, if Michigan was kind of worried about mm-hmm. any level of I don't know, like not negative attention, but like being like a Harbaugh extension being a massive story, dump it today. <laughs> Nobody would have any idea that this happened, right? And it would just be next week yeah. and Jim Harbaugh would still be the coach at Michigan and no one would really think anything of it. They'd be like, wait a second. I thought he was always, I thought he was always the coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I, I don't know how That'd much, play. I don't know how much that's been a motivating factor. I would, I would probably suggest I don't think that so. it has been I'm, zero. I'm being, I'm uh, I think I'm that the fact that it's gone this far would probably suggest that, but no, that's a certainly a fair point, but um, yeah. Yeah, man, so, but, a, but let's play a, um, a scenario, right? So let's say, yeah, the, the contract gets signed. It's it's 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens then? Like, what are the next dominoes to fall in order? Do you think it goes like, okay, here comes some staff shuffling. Here comes, you know, n- new yeah. contracts for certain members of the staff. What, what, what plays out next? Yeah, well, I would say this. I, I would think that if we're still sitting here like this time next week and he hasn't signed, then then it's going to be maybe a different conversation, right? About You're on vacation. Well, yeah, maybe I move and none of you ever hear from me again. Uh, but that, maybe that's a different situation. No, but I mean, I think that if that were the case, then, you know, the, the Michigan having a, a firmer drop-dead date on this would have to happen probably on, on that end. But ultimately, let's say he signs this thing today or tomorrow or Friday or whatever. Let's say he signs it and they move forward. The next order of business would be to figure out the rest of what you're going to do with your staff. You've already removed Don Brown. I believe it's been reported and I've sort of heard the same that I think it's been reported anyway, that Ben McDaniels, the quarterback's coach possibly might not be back as well. Although I don't know if that's been confirmed. I think that's been rumored reported. I think Sam Webb may have reported mm-hmm. that, but um, in any event, there's more of that uh, more staffing issues uh, to get through. And of course you have an open defensive coordinator job and probably most of a defensive staff that is going to have to be evaluated by a new uh, defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I know Harbaugh's going to look into if he's back. Uh, you know, that was the plan in a way to look into the offensive staff and see if there's more more change that needs to happen there. Uh, the recruiting department, the whole thing. So really, that's why. You know, and I think a lot of that, and I, you know, has been something that Ward and Jim have discussed during this whole process of, <clears throat> you know. What do you want to do here? What do you want to do there? You know, or who, who do you like for something like this? What if we brought in this candidate or what have you? They've had a lot of conversations, I think, about those types of things as well. So that is the next order of business. And that's why that January 11th date, I think, is one that probably gets brought up because there's a handful of coaches on this staff whose contracts expire January 11th, which would be the end of the college football year, technically, um, national right. title game. So so there's some coaches on the staff that their contracts will have expired by then. Um, and you'll need to make a decision one way or the other on what you want to do with them. And you'll need to know how many jobs you have open, all that sort of thing. And then sort of go about filling your staff back out, which has been something that he's had to do most every year he's been here. So that is going to be probably 
top order of business, finishing recruiting, and then figuring out how to fix the team. I mean, that's because you, you know, and hopefully, if the world doesn't collapse here, we can maybe be in a situation where in March or spring or April, these guys can, you know, all these college teams can maybe have some spring practice or something. I mean, hopefully that something like that can happen more this year than it did a year ago. Um, you know, that teams can maybe have a more normal-ish year. I, I don't know if we can say that for certainty, though, so we'll have to wait and see. But they do have a lot of staffing decisions that have to be made, uh, at least a couple uh, right now anyway, and they have to, you know, get – he's got to sit down and figure out how he wants to fix this. Like, that's the that's that should be the main event. The main event right. shouldn't be us talking about what he's going to do. It should be about if you're coming back, do you want to be here and, and what's your plan to fix this? Because it's broken. It's broken. So what do you want to do? And, and that should be – sort of what we're discussing here today and you know maybe it will be what we're discussing you know at top of mind in, in a couple of days who knows but yeah I, I would say that if you get through the weekend and there's nothing there's nothing or I guess if you get through early next week and there's nothing then you know maybe this is a different conversation but as of this second right now I would still say it's I would call it probably probable that he's back but I I wouldn't say it's for certain uh, until I see you know or hear that he's signed all right I got nothing else. Until there. then, I got to tell you, I got. I, Are you? I, I see you watching I the TV. Else. I see you watching the I, TV. I, there. <laughs> we got a powder keg explosion of a uh, civil war. So I don't know. Let's just. I, I got nothing. I think we're done here. <laughs> okay. Do you want? Do you? <laughs> do you want to talk any uh, any basketball before we get out of here at all? I know you got a game tonight. Uh, well, Michigan plays tonight. That. They got Minnesota, um, who I'm not. I am fairly certain Michigan's really good. Sure. I am not fairly certain that Minnesota is really good despite its ranking and despite some good wins, but they got pieces. They're going to be uh, a big challenge. Uh, you know, you've got some really good individual matchups in uh, Eli Brooks trying to check Marcus Carr um, and, and Hunter Dickinson going toe to toe with his first true, you know, seven foot kind of yeah. cont- anything resembling a contemporary Um in in the Robbins kid from Minnesota who uh, has really been when they signed him I was like a seven footer from Drake like this is probably not going to be a, <laughs> right, yeah. an equivalent a uh, uh, big man you know and uh oh somebody uh, mm-hmm. ringing your doorbell <laughs> somebody's phone is flashing and beeping and I, <laughs> man this is a this is a day um so. I don't know. I'll be curious to kind of see how much Michigan still tries to play through him, like how many shot attempts they go or, or if um, what he looks like uh, as an offensive option, because I don't know if Minnesota has to double Mm -hmm. on, on Dickinson with the Robbins kid on him. So uh, you saw it in the last game, the um, you know, Northwestern trying to go with hard double teams. I, I wrote it out of that game, how, that game really spoke to the the endless possibilities of how good Michigan can be because you watched a team that had had some pretty good wins, beat Michigan State, beat Indiana, beat Ohio State, nearly beat Iowa. Uh, it was like a four-point game with a few minutes left. Uh, and they were just kind of spinning in circles trying to throw any reasonable defense at Michigan. They, they went man with a hard doubles on Hunter Dickinson and just got picked apart, had to throw that out the window – um, and go to a zone, and it worked for a little bit until Michigan figured it out and started hitting threes. Then at halftime, they talked about, okay, how do we combat you know, this Michigan team that just made nine three-pointers? And in the first four minutes of the second half, Hunter Dickinson went out and scored 11 points in four minutes. 
And now they're like, oh shit, we forgot about Dickinson, right? So it's like, that's that's what Michigan can do mm-hmm. is get teams just kind of on skates, you know, yeah. of what to do. You know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. End of the day, giving up two to Dickinson is more than giving up three on the perimeter. So, like, do you really want to double this team right yeah, now? Yeah. He's a good know. passer, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've, got, they've got capable shooters. If you have Eli Brooks, um, Isaiah Livers, and, and Hunter Dickinson, and Mike Smith around the perimeter – those are three-point yeah. shooters, so leave them open if you want to, but don't get pissed when they go yeah. <laughs> 10 for 22 and you lose, right? Um, and that's that's what Michigan can do, and you know, Franz has got it going, and uh, I've been really uh, impressed by Mike Smith of late, so... You mentioned earlier that yeah. you think that you think that they're legit, right? You, you're, you're getting mm-hmm. closer to believing that. Um, there are... I watched a little bit of, I think, the, the Northwestern game the other day, and they have... Just on, you know, my basic looking at this stuff, they have a lot of ways and a lot of guys that can really do damage to you almost in the, like, I don't know how to say it. or I mean, they have a lot of, like, grown-ass adults on their team, maybe is what I would mm-hmm. suggest, right? Like, this Shondi Brown is something yeah. uh, that I, told you, I told you this on whatever day that was. He is mm-hmm. the guy that Beeline needed and never could find, I think. Uh, in that like long, uh, rangy, athletic, skilled, smart, and tough as shit player, right? Who does all these things right. kind of as a wing? Uh, they have a lot of I don't know what what holes do you think exist at this point? Because on the surface, from what we've seen so far, this looks like a pretty a pretty good team, a pretty complete ish team. I don't know. Are, yeah. there, are there holes yeah. or maybe some things that you'd they like could- to see more on? They could clean. They could clean things up with turnovers for sure. Um, you know, defensively, uh, I, I still want to kind of see them play some better teams um, and really see, uh, especially kind of Dickinson, maybe get put into some more uncomfortable positions and kind of see what happens there. Um, Mike Smith, I want to see him go against you know better guards. Um, yeah. Penn State's got, you know, some decent guard play. Maryland's okay. Northwestern, not so much. Um, you know, but at the same time, I, I don't, I'm not like circling a lot of teams like, man, you know, th- these guys are going to be able to attack Michigan in this way or that way or this way or that way. Because um, they can play both ways. You know, I think they can play a game that gets slowed down. I think they can win a game that gets up and down, like, you know, against against Iowa or whatever. Um, it is, it's, you know, when you hear a question like, you know, what holes do they have? It's so hard to say that Mm -hmm. given the schedule that they've played and, and just being like, you know, I would never make a blanket statement like, no, man, you know, they check all the boxes right now. Cause then you go see them play a Wisconsin team or someone like that. Right. And just get exposed in a certain way or another. Um, like we'll see, right? Yeah. Um, like Wisconsin will be a, a really so great you matchup. See, see more tape, basically. These, I mean, that's what. It's yeah, like. yeah. I mean, they've they've taken care of business, and their schedule afforded them such a learning curve that is just huge that some other teams did not have. Um, that they were granted kind of a grace period to that's learn without, um, you know, having to 
learn the hard way, yeah, right. you know, and, and take a loss here, a loss there, a loss there. And, you know, also take the subsequent damage to your confidence or internal questioning or whatever. Right. Like, even if you lose, even if you win ugly, you still win, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be that film room on Monday where guys are thinking, you know, are we doing the right thing? Is this right? Is that right? You know, it's just easier to keep guys engaged. They haven't had that. They, they've just been winning and going right along and getting better and getting better and getting better. So, um, you know, they run good stuff. They, yeah. There's a lot to be optimistic about, I, I think, uh, uh, across the board. And they can get even more going. They can get more out of their bench. They can get more out of Brandon Johns. They can maybe even get a little more out of Terrence Williams. Um, Terrence Williams yeah, is a nice looking player, too. Pretty good. Yeah. They yeah, got a lot good. of good-looking – I don't know. Like, guys who I feel like they could do a bunch of – like, it seems like they're a team – like the roster anyway is built in a way with certain guys with certain skill skill sets that their defense will be there regardless of who they play. Am I wrong? In right. That? Or is that correct? No, which I you, think that's fairly yeah. correct. Which is interesting. And it's kind of a, well, I guess that's Juwan Howard though. That's his, that's sort mm-hmm. of his uh, brand of basketball. So interesting stuff. Anything else today before we uh, ride out? Shortened episode? No, well, there's no. not a lot going on right now other than the hard There is ball. not a lot so, happening. Um, there's not a lot happening know, right now. And once this picks up, I promise, we will uh, pick it up with you. If you got any, want any Lions uh, I feel like it was, takes, it was this I got episode those. or no episode. We yeah, got a lot right. of Lions stuff going on. <laughs> going on brother. Yeah, listen to, why don't you plug your pod with uh, with? Yeah, Mark. one of these years. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on with Lions. Um, that's You can find that in the iTunes store. Check that out if you are a Lions fan and haven't found us yet. Lions, of course, still in the middle of uh, their GM and head coaching search and everything else. Every Literally everything is on the table uh, right now for the Lions, including what are they going to do with Matthew Stafford. So a lot going on there. So if you want to check Chris and I out one of these years, find it on iTunes or anywhere else you find your podcasts, give us a look. And tell your friends about the beat as well. So this won't always be slow. This is just the first week of the year. So we'll have more, we'll have more things to talk about. Hopefully, if we're all still standing uh, in a couple <laughs> next week, and isn't that yeah. bad of an episode? Just brief, brief but brilliant, brief, as my father said. Brief but brilliant. There you go. There you go. Something, uh, yeah. Something well, everyone I've never be, been. be be safe out there. Be kind to each other, and uh, tip your bartender and servers. I seen hard times all my days.